Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cargo Margo. This is Margo, your host, and this is a place where I talk about all things supply chain, sales, and entrepreneurship. It's a place where I interview industry leaders from around the world, and we dive deep into their experiences and their journeys. Today, I am very excited, and I have a special guest with me, Ryan, and he's also has his own live and his own podcast called Sales Chatter. So I can't wait to dive into that. Let's give a warm welcome to Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. This is a pleasure. I uh, checked out your show quite a bit of time, so looking forward to it. It's always nice to talk to another uh, sales rep as well. Absolutely. I'm super thrilled, right? Sales is one of my favorite topics. And in the green room, we were kind of mentioning that. Uh, so Ryan, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, How did you get into the industry in sales and, and where are you streaming from? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'll start with, I'm in Toronto, Canada. So uh, we got some decent weather here. You know, it's been a mild uh, winter uh, for us here in Toronto. So we're out in Toronto, Ontario. I've uh, been here all my life and uh, sales. So, you know, it's funny in life. Like I've never always wanted to be in sales. I have always, anytime there was like, Hey, do you want to do sales? Or you want to do operations? I'm like, no, no, I'm just, let's do the operations role and kind of go from there. But the lifelong journeys that I've had, um, like when I was a kid, I worked at um, a company just like Foot Locker, a sporting store. And I did sales. I sold shoes. And and that kind of like started my journey into logistics um, and specifically sales where I'm at right now. When it comes to logistics, I started in, I think it was in 2016. I was working downtown Toronto, which is about uh, 40 minutes away from where I live. And I was there for three months. I was working for like a ticket, uh, StubHub, uh, ticket broker kind of company. And uh, we decided that, hey, this wasn't the fit for me. So I reached out. I sent all my resumes to everybody on Indeed. And uh, this one company uh, took took a shot at me. Funny story about that though, probably a day before that interview, um, I looked up the building and I saw there was a, a company there that is kind of known for like uh, money, like, sorry, they're kind of known for as a scam. Um, I won't say the company name or anything like that. So I canceled it because I thought that was the meat, that was the company there. But once I did a little bit more research, they took me back into the interview and actually started in operations. I started in operations for about two years. I was a logistics coordinator and then I saw the money that was being made and I was like, I want that. You know, I really, really want that. So I got into sales and luckily um, I've been in sales for about six years now. I've been at my third company right now. I'm a freight agent um, and uh, we're just working with companies across North America. So that is in a nutshell, my origin story for any uh, comic book nerds out there. I love it. And it's exciting because you didn't start in sales. And I really appreciate that because being someone that uh, a company I worked for in the past, I you know was into finance and the operational aspect of the business. And it really helped me to have a more solid, less complex conversation with the customer. And so I think it's really important that, you know, having a diverse background to be able to relate and be able to understand more scopes of business, right? Yeah, 100%. I think anybody that I talk to and when we kind of have people on our show is, hey, go that operations mode. Because if you were to get into sales, I didn't know anything about trucking. I didn't go to school for trucking. I f- tell everybody that um, who's in this industry is that trucking finds us, you know, logistics finds us. We don't, per- now people can go to school and do supply chain management and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. But sometimes that's on the shipper side. For me, I have a diploma in accounting. So for me to go from accounting uh, all the way to logistics and what I do right now, it's a complete 180 of the turn. So I think you got to understand, you got to understand what goes into a truck. You got to talk to carriers and a benefit for me that I've kind of done that kind of excelled my training was being able to go into a DC and actually talk to people and see how operations went and then uh, learn from that and those experiences. 
Now, some of these people that you're learning from, is there anyone that stands out in your mind? And it could be, you know, a modern day influencer or someone that we all know, or it could be someone that you've worked with. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about some of the people that have inspired you? Yeah, of course. So for me, there's, there's two people that come out right away. Uh, one of them is actually my, I call him my right hand man. Um, his name is Ray and we actually started at a previous company together and we kind of found out like he was hired, um, two weeks prior than I started, um, at this company. And we basically put two and two together that we were both hired to kind of work together and kind of be that team. You know, we're very similar. Um, I'm from the West Indies. He's from the West Indies as well. Very similar people. Like we love, we love like the same interests and he's actually one of my best friends. So for me to see what he's doing, he's a strictly ops guy. He's actually, he just, just got promoted to branch manager, um, of our location. So to see the drive that he has every single day, um, being personable and having those conversations with people that is not about freight. You know, he gets to know people as people. And hey, hey, if there's a fit, there's a fit. Um, another person for me that's really, really helped me out, I would say is uh, Dan Deegan, who um, is, I, I would say, a mentor of mine. Uh, we caught each other at the right time. Uh, he's a sales coach as well. And just kind of bouncing ideas uh, back and forth with him. Whenever like, whenever I got off a call, I was like, oh man, this guy said this. He'll be like, okay, say this and see how it works. And then I'll email him back or call him back. Oh my God, it worked. So it's like just having that mentorship, um, having an inner circle to me is so, so, so important to where you kind of want to go in this career. I agree. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't the team that I'm working with. And it's really cool when you could find someone in the industry that offers you their time and their insight uh, to, to be that mentor that you're looking for to get you to that next level. So congratulations, Ray. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's awesome. And so other than Ray, what has brought you to where you're at today as far as, as far as your knowledge base. So when you're looking to level up in the industry, uh, stay current in the industry, where, what are your go-to avenues for that? Yeah. So for me, there, there's a lot of avenues. I, I feel like there's not one size fit all, uh, when it comes to education and education is ongoing. Like, I tell people all the time that there's never going to be a point in time that I feel like I got everything. I know everything. So some of the resources I use, um, I'll look at DAT on their blog posts, uh, look at freight waves, look at different articles and magazines that I subscribe to. And I'll have conversations with my ops people too, because just because they're not managing my freight, they're managing other people's freight. I want to know what's kind of going on. Maybe there's an opportunity here. There's an opportunity there. Uh, let's talk about seasonality. I know one big topic that we talk about right now is that this year has been a little bit slow. So it's like finding out why right? Talk to your customers, figure out what's going on on in their side, rather than having that conversation. Hey, loads are down this month. What's going on? It's like, Hey, how, how is everything kind of going? Uh, what are you guys looking at? Because those are the ways that you can grow with customers. People, anybody can like really book loads. I, I always say that, but be a resolu- be basically a solution provider to them. So just getting back to your question, uh, podcasts, uh, checking out articles, um, just kind of looking at things. And I'm a big fan of looking at like SaaS people as well. Um, like those other influencers as well, like Morgan Ingram is probably one of my favorite because there's a lot of things that we can take from different industries and bring it into what we do because sales is sales, right? So I was going to say, hey, if this never worked out, then maybe I'll get into SaaS or maybe I'll get into something else. I like that you bring up a strategy, right? Because I think about selling and you want to be a strategic partner, and it's not tactical, right? When you, so when you mentioned just book and loads and you know, it, it isn't, it's not tactical. We're strategical in our cell and, and the supply chain, there's so many parts to it and it, and it can be complex. And so to be able to break it down and add value, uh, you have to be strategic. So I really like that you mentioned that. Oh, thank you so much. 
Yeah. So from where you came to where you're at now, where do you see yourself in the next five years? In the next five years. I love this question because my wife and I actually talked about this. So next five years, uh, I'll put it out there. I'm a big dog lover. I work in dog rescue. That's my passion. Um, I got three dogs myself. Um, I hope they don't bark during this uh, interview. The next five years for me is leveling up um, basically my skills in logistics, basically kind of like the same kind of path I'm on right now. Um, just getting more customers, building uh, my book of business. I don't see myself wanting to go into like a leadership role or anything like that. That's just not for me. Um, I like the ability to be like, hey, if I want to go to Mexico today for two weeks, I can do that. I don't have to send in a vacation request or something like that. I want to focus on uh, definitely open up a dog rescue here in Toronto myself and focus that. I work with two organizations out here. So my path is... I know when people kind of say it's not being humble, but like, I want to be like a humble servant. I want to serve people, serve dogs, different things. So that is my five-year plan. I am a major animal lover. I love all types of animals. And actually my dream is that when I retire, I want a mini farm. Uh, I'm really into horses, dogs, cats, guinea pigs, bunnies, tur I mean, everything. So what kind of dogs do you have? Yes. Yeah, so... Maybe let me back it up because it's a little bit of a tragic story uh, for, from what kind of happened. When I worked at my first job, we had an office dog. Um, his name was Raja uh, at, at that time. And he was a little cockapoo, a little black cockapoo. Oh. And um, the person who bought him in the office, he was a sales rep and he was a young kid. So he said one day that, hey, man, this, this dog is taking so much of my time. I need to get like, I need to get rid of him. So it was a no brainer for us to bring him in. Uh, this was 2018. And then, um, unfortunately he passed away in my arms in 2019. Uh, for the first time in my life, I felt lost. Like I, I, I was young when my grandparents passed away and things like that. But anyways, coming back to it, it was, I got to see the value of it. So I started helping out in dog rescues. So now, um, all three of our dogs, they're all uh, rescue dogs. we got a golden retriever, Jackson. Um, and I got two St. Bernadoodles. So they're St. Bernard and poodle mixes. Uh, so we've got a hap Vina Jackson and Millie. <laughs> so those are my three dogs. I would get more, but we're not allowed to have any more dogs in the city permits in the bylaws. So uh, maybe I will. I won't tell anybody. Ryan, we have so much in common. I actually, unfortunately, put four dogs down this last this tw in twenty twenty two, and for different reasons. Um, you know, one was fifteen, fourteen, five, and then our new puppy had parvo. So oh, we waited, and then we adopted you know another shelter dog. So it was it's she's Daisy's been amazing. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned that uh, feeling lost and they give us so much. They really do. And I think it's 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 a fun fact to me to find that there's so many salespeople that are very I find very creative and have these side hustles and passions. And that's really what fuels you. Right. Because yes. I'm going to ask you, why do you do all this? What what's your why? Yeah, my why it's it's my wife. It's my family. Um, it's and it's wanting to give back. It's, I think like the universe, not to get too spiritual, but I think the universe, you know, you put out that energy and it's going to reward you tenfold. You know, whatever you put out there, if you give good five. So anytime I'm on a sales call, I know it's going to go well. I have that positive vibes that things are going to go well. I don't think like, oh my God, this is the 20th time I'm reaching out to this person. It's not going to, it's not going to work out. Right. You kind of put that mindset. So my wife for me is just simply my family, uh, my wife, our dogs, and just want to kind of be better as a human being going forward. That is the perfect answer. So have any books or podcasts changed your life? Yes. <laughs> so I am, 
I don't know if it's because I'm brown, but I get a lot of Jay Shetty comparisons. I don't know what it is. So um, a lot of people are like, oh my God, you look at Jay Shetty. I'm like, well, well I guess. So I've been listening to a lot of his stuff. Um, my wife actually got us tickets uh, for he's coming to Toronto in March. And I listen to everything that he talks about, especially his book, Think Like a Monk. And just like the exercises that he talks about in there and just kind of like that, like well-being is like what is really important to me. I'll be the first to say I'm not really a big fan of books because I don't retain information. So like my wife has even tried to tell me, hey, write notes and put like, like I've seen people's books and they got like all these sticky notes and stuff like that. I don't retain information really well other than a podcast. Um, when it comes to podcasts, I've really been digging uh, Alex Hermosi uh, lately. I love everything that he's about, him and Layla Hermosi. Uh, they were the owners of acquisition.com. So when it comes to like podcasts and things like that, um, 30 Minutes to President's Club. And obviously the number one podcast that I always listen to is Cargo Margo. Like I, I can't go wrong, you know, <laughs> so... <laughs> You are awesome, Ryan. And so, and then let me, you know, let's talk about your show and your podcast. So tell me a little bit about it. And then I kind of want to hear like some stories, some of your favorite guests and maybe a guest that wasn't that fit. Right. And kind of tell me how you work through that. Cause I'm sure that we've had similar experiences. Yeah, of course. So Sales Chatter, uh, we go live every day, uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, we're on at uh, 9 a.m. We're actually switching the time to 11 a.m. next week uh, going forward so we can get the West Coast people like yourself uh, to tune in so they don't got to be in their pajamas while they're watching. So we take 30 minutes every day to talk about logistics and what's kind of going on. The big thing for us is that I've seen a lot of podcasts and things like that, and we kind of fell into that trap where we talk about um, taking action or like your, your personal development, all that stuff. It gets very redundant. So for me, what we do is that we, we theme out the days. So Mondays, we'll just pick a, a random topic. Tuesdays, we'll bring a shipper on. Wednesdays, we've got Dean Croak, who's the principal analyst at uh, DAT. He comes on and talks data about everything in North America. Thursdays, we kind of just have a little fun, personal development. And then Fridays, we have like fun day. We just talk about sports and talk, engage with the audience um, a little bit more. In terms of my favorite guests, I tell that to everybody. I think that's maybe a podcast host thing. Once you finish on the podcast, you're like, you're my favorite. But the most memorable one to me would have been Jeb Blunt. Um, I'm a big fan of Fanatical Prospecting. That was probably one of my favorite audiobooks How I listened cool to. How is that? Right? So Jeb yeah. Blunt, he, he is everything you think of and even more. Um, he was so... And fun fact, Jeb Blunt is a Swifty. So uh, if anybody is a Swifty out there, a Taylor Swift fan, uh, definitely reach out to really? Jeb Blunt. It's over there. Um, in terms of not fit, so I started on the show in September. Um, I was using like a website for like bringing on guests called matchmaker.fm. And that was kind of like to find people different. Um, and I want to bring like a different vibe onto the show. And we brought somebody on and it just wasn't a fit. You know, the camera wasn't good. The mic wasn't good. And I was like, okay, that's fine. We can get it fixed and everything like that. But then the message and the things we talked about what didn't really mesh together. Um, but, uh, with that being said though, um, what I've learned from that lesson is anybody brand new that I kind of bring on, we kind of do like a little five to 10 minute consultation, get to know each other, kind of go over topics. And it's been, we're, we're not scripted at all. Just like, like the show as well. Um, so it does have its ups and downs sometimes when you have that lull and it is hard managing a three person podcast. Cause it's like, it's like when you're skipping rope, it's like, do I jump in now or do I jump in? Like, you know, do I listen or things like that? So those are, um, so sales chatter, uh, check us out, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. That is super cool. What is your spiciest unpopular opinion? Yeah. Okay. I got one for you because you're in sales. I hate going on LinkedIn and everybody saying that free, uh, logistics and like freight doesn't sleep. I truly don't believe that. My spiciest take is that logistics 
can be a nine to five job. And here's the reason why the first job that I worked at for my boss, he was a nine to five broker and he was doing, doing pretty numbers. I won't mention the numbers, but we never had cell phones. Um, so if they didn't get us in the office, they'll get us the next day. Um, and it's how you kind of position your life, right? Like we did all our pickups before one o'clock. Um, nothing ever happened cause it's all dedicated and all that stuff. So when everybody says, Hey, you got a hustle culture, hustle culture, hustle culture. And like, they're missing things like dinner and they're missing things like, um, anniversaries and birthdays and stuff like that. I'm the first person to tell you family life and all those events take precedent over my, my work life. And it shows your energy is amazing because you, you're well-rounded and you're open, just like you have this animal rescue. I feel like solid people have things going on, right? And they have passion and this creativity. And, um, I completely agree a hundred percent. That is, I mean, you know, you want to work less and get paid more. Thank you. Thank you. And I got that. Yeah. I got that from Bill Mahoney or my CCO. And I love that quote. And I've always loved that quote, but I never felt comfortable using it until he did. Because like you said, it is this hustle culture. And if you're not spewing this hustle culture, then you're not doing something right. And to me, I think maybe it's an efficiency thing, right? Thank you. Like I, I talk to people all the time. They're like, you know, weekends. I'm like, what do you do on the weekend? I worked. It's like, well, when did you get time for yourself? You know, when did you get time to like, let's say, go to the gym or go for errands? Like, I look as a married man for almost five years now. I love those grocery errands that my wife and I do every Sunday morning. Going to Marshalls, going to the grocery store. Hey, babe, do you like this candle? Of course, I love this candle. Um, so I would never trade that for anything in the world. Wonderful. Now I have two questions before we wrap it up that are a little bit more personal. The first is what would your spirit animal be? Spirit animal. Okay. So I wouldn't say dogs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that's too obvious, right? Like that's thrown out there. Let's see. This is a good, this is the first time I've ever been stumped. <laughs> so spirit animal. I'm going to go with a lion. I think uh, lions have been really, really cool. They got that strong dominance um, factor about them. Uh, I don't like to use the word alpha, so we won't use that about them. But I think when it comes to spirit animals, I do. And I really love the Lion King. So let's uh, let's go with that. Nice. Now, if you could sit down for coffee or tea with anyone living or that has passed, who would it be and why? Yeah. Um, can I give two? Uh-huh. Me too. Uh, first one would be my, my grandpa. Um, I didn't really get to know him, um, that much and to see, so this is my uh, maternal, uh, grand, uh, grandfather. And that's my mom is such a strong person. Um, so I'd love to have that conversation with him. Like, how did she become the person that she is? Because, uh, she's always just so giving, uh, so loving. And I get compliments all the time that like, man, I wish I had your mom, you know? And it's like, you know, the things that they've instilled in her and things like that. Um, in terms of like, pop culture or like somebody that I can get in a room with and expand my business. Um, I, <laughs> I'm a huge wrestling fan. So I got to say the rock, I would love to get in a room with the rock, um, talk, talk, talk shop and, uh, have some fun with them. So those are my, those are my two people I'd love to meet. Very cool. No, I really appreciate you being on the show. And could you tell our audience what is the best and easiest way to connect with you, Ryan? Yeah, of course. Uh, so you can connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Ryan Muhammad. Uh, you can collect, connect with me on Instagram. I use that quite a bit, but I kind of post a little bit of music stuff on there. Um, at Mohampton is my handle. And then always just hit me up on LinkedIn. That's probably the best way. Thank you so much for carving time out of your day to be here with me and our wonderful audience. And 
Thank you guys for tuning in. And if you want to hear what's going on next week, check out my profile. <laughs>